0: The Lord, we are starting a new series. We're going to be diving deep into 2 Corinthians. Stay with us. <music> Praise the Lord. Welcome to Wednesday Night Bible Study. All on behalf of our senior pastor, uh, the Reverend Paul G. Higgins, and all of us here at the Master's House, we welcome you to another great series, the kickoff of a new year. And we're kicking it off right in Bible study in God's Word. And we're learning about 2 Corinthians, brother Hal. So glad that you're here, uh, you know, to share all your thoughts about 2 Corinthians, very similar to what we did last year on 1 Corinthians. We'll go a few chapters at a time, trying to paint this entire picture of what Paul was saying to the Corinthians, what the Corinthians were saying to the Paul, and what was life like, you know, way back when.
1: Praise the Lord. So, uh,
0: but before we get too much further, let's go before the Lord in prayer, asking God to have his will and his way. And if you have a prayer request, please email us at prayer at mastershouse.org or or click the link below. And we'll certainly lift up your knees before the Lord, asking God to come in for he is a healer. He is a deliverer and he hears each and every prayer of faith that we, we give him. So
1: Amen, uh,
0: brother Hal, if you, if you will, would you take us now before the Lord in prayer?
1: Loving Jesus, we are thankful that you are our shepherd tonight and that you have given to us a pastor, an under-shepherd, O oh Lord, to lead us through the darkness of this world and present to us the mighty word that you give to him. And, Lord, we are so thankful that we have this relationship where we can feel the power of your anointing in our services, and from the ministry that is ever-present, no matter what Sunday, what midweek service, whatever the occasion is, when we come into the house of God, we feel your mighty presence, and we are so thankful for that tonight, and we pray. Oh Lord, that you will bless this great study that is being presented, and that every one of our listeners will be blessed abundantly. We ask these things in your precious name, Jesus.
0: Amen. Amen, brother. How I like that! You, you know, you opened up and starting to pray for our pastor, Amen. and the importance of a pastor. Oh yes. That's one of the big subjects here in 2 Corinthians it and is. this relationship that the Corinthian church had with the Apostle Paul. Uh, so we'll get we'll go into more detail a little bit, but that is a huge component, a huge component. It is. So, uh, but let's paint the picture, an overarching theme here of why, why we're studying this book. So, Brother how I'm going to start with a question to you. So have you ever been in a situation where... Uh, you wanted reconciliation with an individual, uh, but um, there wasn 't any, and largely because you know they 've already kind of made up their mind
1: that 's a horrible feeling I mean you can just look into their eyes and 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 you can see the contempt you know instead of that that wonderful twinkle in their eye of accepting. You know what you're saying to them and they've already made up their mind they've made their choice and they're going to believe what they want to believe yeah
0: exactly it's tough it's like it's like your words and your actions you know get completely misconstrued everything you do and and even worse let's top it all off sometimes there's a third party uh that's uh, feeding a false narrative about you oh yeah and that could make things even even more worse and so that's a little bit about this relationship where we're going to talk about with the Corinthians and the apostle Paul. So often what is missing from from these kind of circumstances or this kind of made up scenario that we're talking about here or it's probably not made up cuz we've all experienced those kind of situations. It, it, what's missing is trust. Trust, trust for that individual. We do not believe that that individual or that person or that group of people whatever ha, um has good intentions, or or we don't give them the benefit of the doubt. And so, and we condemn them, you know, basically no matter what they do. So there's a lot of cynics in the world, but not a lot of empathy and compassion. And the the biggest takeaway uh, of this first lesson here in in 2 Corinthians, and we're only getting through chapters 1 through 3 here, but don't let the, the cynical world bleed over into the church. Oh, Yeah. Because all in all, what we have to do as the church, we have to trust God. We have to trust who God has placed in our life to help lead us, a.k.a. a pastor. We Amen. have to trust God in that. And, you know, so, so that's a little bit. I, I want us to take away that feeling of trust. I can trust the Lord in all these things and whoever uh, he puts, puts as a leader in my life. And so, as Paul begins this epistle here to the Corinthians, he found himself in this kind of, you know, kind of situation that we've been uh, describing. He simply could not win. In the past, he ha- he had uh, corrected serious errors in the church at Corinth, right? But they they did not appreciate his rebukes. And well, you know, most people don't re- appreciate rebukes. But anyways, they, they didn't appreciate him. And so, not to push too far, uh, Paul avoided confrontation uh, with the Corinthians. And so in this situation, Paul had you know, really one choice. He explained himself, and that's what a lot of 2 Corinthians is. He's explaining himself the best he could, appealing to the believers there at Corinth to believe that everything he did was motivated, and this is the key right here, it was motivated by their deep or his deep love for them.
1: Oh, yes. And, you know, if, if I was to subtitle 2 Corinthians, uh, I would t- entitle it, the love of a pastor. It is so beautiful the way things are presented in this. And, and my, these guys were traveling around all over the place ministering to people. And, and uh, uh, Timothy had just returned to Ephesus uh, and gave the report to the Apostle Paul. And unfortunately, it wasn't such a good report. Mm-hmm. And no doubt that just hit you know, like it would the pastor would feel that his, his flock just is not holding on to what uh, he's been preaching to them. The second visit,
0: visit here that we're talking about, it's not mentioned in Acts 19. Uh, so it, it occurred sometimes during, uh, during the apostles' ministry there in Ephesus. And then so Paul then wrote a now lost, it's a severe letter of rebuke to the Corinthians from Ephesus and his he sent this letter by Titus, and so Titus came to Paul with the news that most of the Corinthians church had repented, you know, and now they now accepted Paul's authority. And then so Paul decided to write the Corinthians one more time, expressing his relief, but still pleading with an uh, unrepentant minority. He promised to come to Corinthians the third time. Uh, that's found there in chapters 12 and 13. And this was fulfilled when Paul stayed in Corinth while, uh, his way to Jerusalem with the financial collections from many of the churches. So that's a, that's a a kind of a long story of of kind of a little bit of background of second Corinthians. And so the consensus is that second Corinthians was written about 56 AD, you know, again, during, uh, Paul's third missionary journey when he was there at, at Ephesus. And again, 2 Corinthians is one of the most personal, you know, if you're it really is. thinking, one of the most personal Beautiful. of all of Paul's epistles, where he dwells largely upon, you know, his own ministry. Uh, he opens up his heart and he discloses his motives. This is the Apostle Paul. This is this great guy we, we lift up on such high standards. Oh, and yeah. And he's, he's kind of in his soul of why he did the things he did, shared the things he did, why he went to him, didn't go to him. And we'll talk about that. You know, he, so he discloses his motives, his spiritual passion, and his love. Again, we've, we talked about this in 1 Corinthians, his love for uh, the church there at Corinth.
1: Really, the wonderful thing that the Lord began to do is comfort the people of the Lord. And this is something that the pastor, Paul, the apostle Paul Wanted to accomplish. And in 2 Corinthians. The first chapter. And the third and the fourth verse. He says. Blessed be God. Even the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The father of mercies. And the God of all comfort. I love that phrase. Who comforts us in all our tribulation. That we may be able to comfort them. Which are in any trouble. By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. You know, sometimes, you know, you ever ask the question, why am I having to go through all of this? Mm -hmm. You know, The, the fact is that we are living epistles. And for many people, we may be the only Bible that people ever see or read mm-hmm. our life how can we handle things and how do we handle things is a great testimony to others and how god works in our life yeah i mean amen it you when the lord does things for us and people see it wow there's no greater witness than that
0: yeah amen and to tag right along that there if we skip down to verse uh, eight it says, for we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our troubles which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we were despaired even of life; but we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust. And this is the key: not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead. So just, just like you were saying there we sometimes go through these troubles so that we can learn to trust in God. So that way, Paul then could share this testimony that we had to learn to trust in God in our times of trouble.
1: Praise the Lord. Yeah, he goes on there in the 15th uh, verse uh, of that chapter. And in this confidence, I was minded to come to you that ye might have a second benefit he wanted to make sure, you know, the Corinthians, uh, the, they were skilled people. They were master builders. They, they were amazing artisans. They, they built magnificent cities and structures and, uh, artwork. Many things that the Corinthians created and did and engineered are still used today after all that time. Hmm. And, and, uh, they they became a hub for world trade uh corinth was an elegant rich city unfortunately uh, they worshipped many and i I do mean many gods Mm -hmm. and uh paul had previously written to them and tried to uh uh when he was on one of his journeys you know and he wanted to uh, pass by on the way to macedonia uh, These guys, I don't know where they bought their shoes. They were doing a lot of walking. You know (laughs) that? Not a lot of
0: cars back then. They had
1: great shoe leather there. Uh, But you could tell in the Scripture he didn't want to just pass by the Corinthians. Uh, There was, uh, you know, these folks were inundated with idolatry and Paul knew uh, that they required uh, some special attention. And so... Uh, evidently changed his mind you know because he decided to go back and and uh you know it's so obvious when you read this relationship uh with him conversing with the uh corinthians there was a special relationship between him and these people and he wanted to minister to them not and and they actually were on the top of his list. You know, he had other things to do, places to evangelize, but he wanted to go back and strengthen this people.
0: Yeah. Well, again, it goes to the fact that he loves them and he he's trying to express that the best way he can, even though there's some negativity about who the Apostle Paul is and what he said, what he didn't say. And he's not, he didn't come like he said he was going to come, but that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to say how much I love you. So in Second Corinthians uh, down there, chapter 1, verse 17, says, When I therefore was thus minded, uh, did I use lightness or the things that I purpose? Do I purpose according to the flesh that with me there should be a yay, yay and a nay, nay? So instead of his announced plans, Paul made a brief and, and painful visit you know, from Ephesus to Corinth. And then we turn to Ephesus and some believers in Corinth accused him of being unreliable or you know, purely human. And they charged him of saying, yes, yes, one minute and then no, no on the next. You know, on that you know, kind of stung them and it made him kind of a little bit defensive oh, yeah. of Paul right there. And then in verse 18, it says, but as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. So Paul here says, hey. Yes, I was going to come, but I didn't. I felt that it was okay that I didn't come, but don't misconstrue what I told you about the gospel message. What I told you about Jesus yeah. was a matter of fact. It was direct. It was clear. It wasn't mm, wishy-washy or wasn't this way, wasn't that way. It was clear.
1: No, he he was though he was really long suffering with his people, and and he he was torn because of the way they were actually harming themselves and letting their mind go into these other things that uh, corrupted their faith. Uh, And Paul knew about mistakes. Uh, He made a lot of them. And he, uh, uh, but he repented, and God empowered him in the ministry. Uh, And he knew about the, the depth of love that he had felt from the Lord and he just began to in the scriptures you, as you read the second corinthians he began to open up you know and really tell a lot of personal things and 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 in the book of second corinthians there are so many beautiful absolutely beautiful scriptures that t- pertain to one's life and things that you can just Grab and hold on to again and again, and let the Lord lead you through difficult situations. Uh, as we go to the second chapter in the first verse of Second Corinthians, but I determined this with myself that I would not come again to you in heaviness. He didn't want to load them up. Mm-hmm. He. he, he that wasn't his motive at all, and he, he was completely ambivalent about you know what he was needed to do. But he felt all oh, that pastoral responsibility to them, and, and it consumed him, no doubt. Uh, every waking thought. Why? Because he knew what he wanted to make them realize is God wanted to use the Corinthians to change the world. Mm -hmm. Wow. Going on in the fourth verse there in the second chapter, for out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote unto you with many tears, not that ye should be grieved, but that ye might know the love which I have more abundantly for you. You know, when you love somebody like that so much and you begin to pray for them and the, the Spirit begins to move upon you, sometimes, and I, I can imagine the Apostle Paul, he, he, he might not have been able to even utter a word. He felt it so deep inside as as he prayed Uh, for this congregation this that he wanted to take care of Uh, we don't really have any record you know of how the corinthians shared themselves with paul uh but i can't help believe they had a very close relationship because of because of the conversation that was going on the things that he was sharing about himself Hmm. and it, it was these were very significant and uh you know it's it, it's, like it's that same kind of bond that soldiers have uh, in the military. It's, uh, they, they need to know that they can wholeheartedly depend uh, on each other, uh, put faith in one another's ability. Uh, it, it's not just about survival. It, it's about comfort. And knowing that there's someone right there going through the same thing that you're going through, and that that's what he was sharing with him. He says, "Hey, we're we're going through th- similar things together, mm-hmm. you know, that and they could uh, relate with one another with the adversity, the adversity that they were feeling."
0: Yeah, and I mean that's a great point. Like again, it goes back to Paul's love. Paul's love for them. And if we skip down here to verse 14, this is kind of gets into Paul just, hey, let's take a break. I want to give thanks to God. So in verse 14, it says, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. And this is a key, a key takeaway that we can all live by right here, and and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place, for we are unto God a sweet savor uh, of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish. To the one we are a savior of uh, a savor of death unto death, and to the other a savor of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these sayings? And then in in verse seventeen, for we are not as many. Which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God, speak we in Christ. So Paul says here, we are not like those others. He is not like those others, just out there trying to trying to peddle God's words. He is truly sincere about all of his actions and the gospel measures in which he gave them, and there are all the letters in which he's uh, writ- uh, wrote to them. He is sincere about them.
1: Oh yeah, he goes on into the third chapter, and and you know he he tells them, look, I don't need to give you a resume, you know, of all of the things that's been going on and and the things that we've conquered and the thing that God's been doing. There in verse one in the third chapter, he says, "Do we begin again to commend ourselves, or need we, as some others, epistles of commendation to you, or letters of commendation from you?" Uh, I don't need that," he says in verse two. He says, "Ye are our epistles written in our hearts, known and read of um, all men. That their lives, mm-hmm. the very product of his ministry, was." the Corinthians and their lives spoke louder than anything else in verse 3 it goes on for as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us written not with ink but with the spirit of the living God not in tables of stone but in fleshly tables of the heart the spirit of God is writing this story and you know, how many uh, words and, and things uh, have embellished our life by, you know, the things that someone else, that we loved and respect, uh, the, that we remember the concepts and the precepts and the decisions that we saw them make because of the things that they were going through. And all of those kinds of things have filtered into every aspect of our lives. And that's what was happening here in, in the Corinthians. Uh, and you know, those things that we, if we just started thinking about all of the people that have meant so much to us in the ministry and have blessed our lives and we still carry those things, they're burned on our, on our mind, indelibly on our mind. And they pick us up when we're down, those thoughts. Yeah. and. And when we've got a d- difficult decision or a difficult trial, we recall those things. Says so I can do it, too. I, it, this thing is not impossible because all things are possible with God. It's a, these things are a solid rock right under our feet. And they help us make those, those very, very difficult decisions. They are a permanent fixture in the framework of our existence.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love that. Like you said, you recall some of these great figures. And that's what the Corinthians, Corinthian Paul was kind of reminding the Corinthians, "Hey, recall yeah. you know, some of the things, you know, I I did all these things for you. And, but like, you know, on a personal level, yeah, you recall, I, I recall your famous sayings, brother, how, you know, and I recall our pastor and I recall brother Don and I recall our assistant pastor, brother Thomas, and all these things that they have shared because they help build my faith. They help carry me.
1: Amen. And I, I
0: don't want to let in, and that's what really kind of what Paul's saying here. Don't let, you know, just you know misconstrued uh things and people saying a wrong narrative about me i am here out of love i am speaking to you in love you are so dear to me you are the epistle you are my you are my resume absolutely true. I can just look at you Corinthians and say, you are my resume. I feel so proud. I'm sure he was proud as all, as I'll get, you know, of Paul looking at, at the Corinthians, despite all their problems that they were going through and the difficulties and, and getting messed up and listening to the, to the wrong voices every once in a while. I'm, I'm sure he, he was proud of them. And then Paul goes on a, a little bit further to give just an insight of his character. And this is a one key component here as we wrap up in 2 Corinthians uh, 3, verse 4 and 6, 4 through 6. And such trust we have through Christ to God word. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves. Paul's not giving him any credit. He's like, no, no, this credit is not of me. We are not sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God who hath made us able to minister of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life.
1: Oh, praise the Lord. And
0: so... Paul humble himself, he said, hey, don't give me no credit, my sufficiency, I'm not, I'm not awesome, I'm not great, it's the Spirit of God working, yes. working in me, he's the one that deserves all the credit, all the glory. So Paul declares what his ministry is about, it's not of the Old Covenant, but it's of the New Covenant that was established by Christ. It's not of the Mosaic Law, but it's of this New Covenant, which is of the Spirit, is of the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ. And if you want to be a part of that new covenant, then you and I, we need to have the Spirit of Christ in us just as they had in the first century church there. Back in Acts chapter 2, they received the outpouring of the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in, in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And that occurred with the Samaritans. That occurred with the Gentiles when the Holy Ghost was poured out. That was that, and that's the ministry that Paul is, uh, delivering to all the Gentiles. And so again, in in conclusion, sometimes we can let bitterness, we can let anger, we can let resentment towards those that God has placed in our life. Oh my, all these wonderful people that we mentioned, especially the pastor of a church, a local assembly, the pastor, we can let resentment, anger, or whatever, uh, make us skeptics, make us, make us cynical. And uh, we will make us to where we look at the Apostle Paul, you know, sometimes we look at him like, "Ah, I'm upset with you. I have disdain for you. And that could have been some of the Corinthians, that was their feeling towards Paul, which is why he had to write this letter to them and explain things. But then I got to thinking, why, why are we reading about this at all? Why are we reading about the Apostle Paul's relationship to the Corinthians? I mean we we can we can pinpoint some nice verses in there and you know give a lesson about it about and that would encourage us in today's time but why would the holy ghost move the apostle paul and these this letter would make it into the holy scriptures of god so that way we can read it some 2000 years later i got to thinking about about why this why do i need to know about the relationship between paul and the corinthians is really at, at the end of the day and so, so Paul throughout this letter is confirming his authority, confirming that he is an, an apostle, confirming that he said the truth to them, the gospel message, Jesus Christ. Uh, he is God manif- manifested in the flesh, and to not listen to any others but that. So likewise in today's world, true ministers of the gospels will at sometimes have to defend their calling. They will have to defend their calling. They will have to defend that gospel message that they have been preaching. And, you, and when you begin to think about the last days and, and the false teachers that are coming against uh, the church and especially the minister of the church and the pastors of the church, and those would have to get up there and stand uncompromised and saying, hey, uh, I preached the name of Jesus, the gospel message, and they had to defend their authority they had to defend their calling. And and maybe that's why I'm reading it. To know that someday, maybe I'm going to have to defend it. I may not be a minister, may not be a pastor or anything like that. But every once in a while, I have to give an answer of the hope that is within me. I have to defend what it is I believe in. And more, and just as important, I defend it in a loving way.
1: Oh yeah. That's the key right there.
0: And that's why second corinthians is so important that's why uh or at least maybe one takeaway of why this letter is in the book and we're reading about a relationship between the apostle paul and the corinthians so at the end of the day trust god at the very beginning we said that trust god trust god's plan amen he's got a plan and he will guide me he will guide brother Hal. he will guide you who will guide all of us into his perfect will so Again, we hope that something has been said today has been a blessing to you, has been an encouragement. And um, if you have those prayer requests, please email them at org or, or click the link below, and we'll certainly believe with you asking God to come in and minister. So, Brother Howell, thank you so much, again, for everything you had to share. And if you would, dismiss us now with a word of prayer.
1: Dear Lord, our loving Savior, your word is truly a lamp unto our feet, a light to our pathway. And we're so thankful that we're in the midst of a congregation that's administered by a pastor that's sent and ordained by you, that we may see the things spiritually that we need to see, that we may hear the things spiritually that we need to hear, and that we can have that light pierce through the darkness of this world and enable us to be victorious in our faith. We hope, oh God, that as this wonderful study continues into 2 Corinthians with so many other things that are there that to enrich our life. That we will seek you with all our heart and let your wonderful love permeate our minds and give us what we need to fight the battles against the enemy of our soul. And we ask this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Good night and God bless.